1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, thanks for listening to Dirt
2: and Sprague on Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com
1: slash the (laughs) fan. I was just uh, walking by your uh, your room, and uh, and you you know I was thinking, uh, boy, it's been a long time since we've had the uh, little father son uh, uh, chat. This is Dirt and Sprague. I uh, I bought some magazines. Do you want to just flip to the uh, center section? Well, this is the this is the female uh, form. Andy Dirt Johnson. This is Hustler. And this is a much more exotic magazine. Look at the expression on her face. You see that? See what she's doing? She's kind of looking right into your eyes, saying, Hey, big boy. Hey. How you doing? You see? Right. And Brandon Sprague. Shave is a magazine I'm not too familiar with. But again, uh, if you flip to the center mm-hmm. section, well, you see the detail that uh, that they go into in this picture mm-hmm. here. Yeah. It, it almost looks like a, a tropical plant, doesn't it? Underwater. Yeah, thing.
0: Dirt and spray gone ten eighty. Okay, that uh, that
1: was good.
0: Yeah. See you at dinner. Uh yeah, see, I'll see you at
1: dinner. The fan. Alright, welcome back in
2: hour number two, Dirt and Sprague here. Good to be with you on this beautiful Monday morning post-conference championship weekend. Uh dirt is out. It's still Dirt and Sprague, but Dirt is out. He is a father now, so our congratulations to Andy and Michelle, the uh, the Johnson clan. They've got Little Teddy Ballgame, was born yesterday at 9.30 at night. Uh, so far, all reports are happy and healthy. Well, happy is subjective, depending on what uh, time you're asking Dirt if he is happy. He seems sleep-deprived already, so welcome to Fatherhood, Dirt. I can't wait for you to operate on two hours of sleep. Those nights are always the most fun. Uh, If you missed any of the first hour, it was uh, a lot of conference championship, Detroit, San Francisco conversation. We'll dive back into some of that in the final hour. But you can catch it at the Service Patriots podcast section at 1080 The Fan. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash The Fan. You can reach uh, reach The Fan at the Vancouver Ford text line, 503-864-6326. They treat you right before, during, and after the sale. Visit them at VancouverFord.com. And finally, to start the second hour, I want to remind everybody out there, because this is important to us. We don't do a ton of things, but when we do something as a station, we always love when you guys come out, hang out with us, have a good time, and participate. Uh, We want to remind you that we have a first Fan, Winter Golf Classic at X-Golf Tualatin and X-Golf Vancouver. That's going to be on Tuesday, February 27th. You can sign up your threesome now. You can choose from either the 12 noon round. So keep this in mind. It's a Tuesday. A noon round or a 4 p.m. round at either X-Golf location. Again, Tualatin or Vancouver. Uh, Danny and Dusty will broadcast live from X-Golf Vancouver. And Isaac Atsuk will be live from X-Golf Vancouver. Tualatin, the winning threesome, will win a foursome at this summer's 10th annual Fan Golf Classic, the last place threesome, which I said this last week, Swag. I think we're going to have some tanking going on at the bottom of those standings. Uh, they'll receive a free lesson at X Golf. You can go to 1080thefan.com for more info and to sign your threesome up. Now, I would also say, too, I don't know if Danny's brought this up. Danny lives in Newburgh. Sikanic lives in, like, Vancouver. Yeah, that, right? that was... Why uh, are they not reversed? I, I don't know. I was curious about that, too. I mean, I'm sure Rob doesn't want to hear me say that, but, like, it just seems like it makes a little more sense... Yeah. ...to flip them, but well, I... Well,
0: Dusty lives on the west side. The very west
2: side. You're right. Dusty also lives in Hillsborough, right? Or Beaverton? Yes. Yeah. Why are they not in and I, I... Who did that? I was not involved in the creation of this event. I didn't even know the event was happening. We had... I had a listener... Tell me he knew about this event two months ago. Yeah. I didn't know about the event till the day we had to announce it. Odyssey. <laughs> We're excited, though, and I've heard from some of our P1 bros that are going. They're excited for this event. This will be a what lot is? of fun.
0: See, I think our show should get a, a
2: threesome. Now, we'll have to see who the third... I don't know if... I, uh... I'm not a... Va- <laughs> this is the thing. I didn't know this event was happening. Uh... That is... I already have something on that. So... Now, maybe we do a show threesome with you and two listeners. We we could call that a Dirt and Spray threesome. Um, Be a weird threesome, me, you, and dirt. I don't know who would be where, but people have their guesses. Um, Go to 1080van.com and sign up now uh, for more details. And again, a lot more to be had on San Francisco, Detroit. I, I thought this was a fair text. I love that now that Purdy has led two comebacks, the goalposts have moved again, and haters are saying that he hasn't done anything. Garoppolo didn't do, and now he needs to win the Super Bowl against Mahomes to be legit. Those are just people that
0: don't can't believe that uh, the last pick in the draft can be a franchise quarterback. They just don't. Yeah, You just don't think it. You're never going to think it. So, I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I don't want the 49ers to win. I can't root for the 49ers. It's not in me. Totally
2: get it. So, but don't. Don't disrespect what that guy's done. I, I think that's a weird thing is like, I am i don't think he's a bum by any stretch, but I was texting with somebody going, if they lose and they lose in this fashion, like there has to be a conversation internally, right? They were talking about maybe doing Tom Brady. Yeah. I, I would imagine Kirk, Kirk Cousins, a Kyle Shanahan favorite. Like Peter King wrote in his article this morning, funny. They went, he went to the urinal at halftime and a media member was heard in the bathroom saying, what? What's the bet and what are the odds that it's Kirk at the starting quarterback next year or Brock Purdy? Like, that's what they were talking about in the media press box at halftime. So there's certainly something about it. And I saw, you know, Brady, as good as he was, Brady had a little bit of this the first five, six years of his career, too. They won. Yeah, he was a sixth-round draft pick, should we not forget that. But I had, like, I had like five people in my life that would be like, system guy. Eh, system guy. And then by year 15 or whatever it is... And then he goes and, you know, by a certain point, it eventually goes away. Now, okay, the guy finally has established a pedigree of winning to a point where I can no longer argue against it. And we already have a guy that is in the running to be the GOAT. They did it again, damn it. The Kansas City Chiefs, once again, in a down year, are back in the Super Bowl. Jason That we're never going to be rid of them, are we? They're I, just they're the new Patriots. No, I think as long
0: as they keep the core, you know, Mahomes is there. Andy Reid's there.
2: Uh, all the credit should go to the defense, quite frankly. Um, well, if you power ranked yesterday, here's here's my power ranking, okay? We're taking coaching, so you're going to play Number one for me, defense. Yep. Just as a whole. Defense was stellar yesterday. Number two, Travis Kelsey. His first half and his play, his catching, his, his, his uh, playmaking, catching ability, It was off the charts. Mahomes put it in spots where only he could get it, certainly, but not every tight end is making those catches. The low one in the end zone against Hamilton was where you needed to throw it, but he adjusted. And that fourth down one where he kind of extended his arms while the defenders kind of hugging his hip, unbelievable. Travis Kelsey in the first half had nine catches. He caught an early pass. He had 10 catches for over 100 yards and and two touchdowns. He was unbelievable yesterday, and then I go Patrick Mahomes. There's yeah. there's my power ranking of the top three things that I would give credit to of how yesterday unfolded for Kansas City. I think
0: before Patrick Mahomes,
2: going along,
0: and they were, you know, they worked together, I thought the Baltimore Ravens offensive line was horrible.
2: Oh, horrific.
0: They were terrible. They were awful, They, which is surprising because they were the leading rushing team didn't they lead the league in yes, rushing?
2: Yes, they were the number one rushing team. And all the advanced analytics. I don't analytics. know what
0: Spagnolo was doing schematically.
2: He was being Spags. He was blitzing.
0: Yeah, he but, blitzed I mean, the living hell the out of them.
2: They, they forced him to abandon the run. Well, I want to talk about that. We'll get to Baltimore. There's a lot of Baltimore things I'm I'm curious about. Here was Patrick. I thought I thought Mahomes. Like, Mahomes is freaking great, man. We'll get into him. But part of having a dynasty is at different points, you either have a player or two that emerge or you got a side of the ball. And early with Mahomes and the Chiefs, their defense has always been fine, but it's Mahomes, Mahomes, Kelsey, Mahomes, Kelsey, Mahomes. Now we're at a point this year where it's clear. We can see the pass catchers have let them down, right? Kadarius Toney, he admitted on Instagram he's a healthy scratch. They don't want him around. And he went off. I imagine you're not going to see Kadarius Toney at the Super Bowl with the Chiefs. But Kelsey was put down all year. Ah, oh, he's past his prime. Which, I, you know, there were some things about him, sure. But, like, he had a statistically a good season compared to most tight ends. Here was Mahomes just being open and honest. I became a game manager yesterday. Here was Mahomes in the postgame.
1: Yeah, it's, it's special because that's a great team and a great quarterback. Um, and uh, Spags, it seems like when the games get bigger, when the challenges get higher, he performs even better. Um, and um, the guys execute the game plan well. Um, they got timely turnovers that played down down at the goal line, punching the ball out, uh, I think it was Sneed and recovering it. That, would, that was a timely turnover, obviously. And um, whenever they're rolling like that, I have to kind of manage my game. Um, that's stuff that I've learned throughout the season is, Even if we're not having the success that I want to have, the defense is rolling and getting stopped. So let's just take the the safe choice, get the ball out of my hand, don't turn the ball over, and let's go win a football game.
2: We have long on this show, going back to Alex Smith, because Dirt is a big Alex Smith, Kirk Cousins, uh, Andy Dalton-type quarterback guy, uh, we've always long defended the term game manager. And I think what we have seen in our lifetime here, in a short seven to eight years, in that span, we've seen it flip. Where I don't feel like people anymore are hearing that term or labeling quarterbacks with that term as like a negative. No. Some guys are like Cam Newton did this a little bit, he's like, Dak, Brock, these are game managers. They're not game changers. I think what you saw this year, and Patrick Mahomes alluded to it, even he has moments where he kind of just needs to manage things because he can trust his defense to to, to win a ball game and get them yeah. the W.
0: Well, I think that's what I think that's what made Brady so good for all those years was there was a game plan and he stuck to the plan until it didn't until he had to come up with something to yes. pull a game out of the fire. Yeah. And that's that's kind of where Mahomes is. He's like, "No, their defense is, you know, owning this thing. Let's not do anything stupid to put them in a bad situation and then if at the end of the game we got to make something up uh i need 13 seconds
2: did you see the pregame uh
0: brouhaha? i saw the clips of it with kelsey and tucker messing around with the kickers <laughs> and all that sort why of stuff why was tucker
2: down there i don't know that seemed more of a justin i thought tucker everybody problem. had
0: to be on your own side of the field and i thought they the refs come out and basically you know, meander around midfield and make sure there's no nonsense.
2: And kickers get out there early and they go to both sides and kick. But at that point, like the Chiefs are out there, I, I think you got to go to the other yeah. side there, Tucker. And that's a yeah. I love stuff like that, though. I love seeing Kelsey just throw his helmet <laughs> like, "Get the hell out of here, dude! You're a kicker. My quarterback <laughs> needs to get warm." And I want to give credit before I forget because I want to want to get to something else with the Chiefs. Um, they showed Swift. The second time, and everybody gets all hot and bothered by Taylor Swift being shown. Did you catch what she lipped? I caught this, and I text my no. my gambling
0: show, my co-host and my producer. I wasn't paying that much attention.
2: Her friend points to the TV and was like, oh. Like, her friend went, oh, my God, we're on TV. And Swift just stares at it, and then she mouths, please go away. Yeah. Or go away, please. Because I think even she is tired of having yeah. to be thrust into the forefront well. of conversation and attention. Like... You cannot like her all you want. It feels like she also hates all of this. Just like I she just wants so. to go to her boyfriend's football game. Yeah, but don't. But she's famous. Come on. But this is part of the deal yeah. in society. I mean, in America. one time they cut to her
0: when they were doing the Grammys promo. It's like, but well, that was when
2: she did it. She looked yeah. up and she was like, "Go away, please." Like you could read her lips, "Go away, please." And I'm like, "Oh my god!" She just told the cameras to piss off. Yeah. Even she's tired of seeing her. Yeah, they did it again. They did it again. Damn it. Right when you think they're down a little bit. I kept thinking, I met a, a really nice P1 during Hood to Coast. He was wearing a Chiefs shirt. He tells me about it. He's a Chiefs fan. I'm like, man, this guy would be such a great time. He's like, it's so good. And then I asked to be gambling. He's like, I don't gamble on the games. I can't. I can't. I'm not gambling against, and I'm not gambling on. I stay away. And I thought of him because all year we've been talking about the Chiefs and how this seems like maybe their most vulnerable point. Their their pass catchers aren't very good. It's very inconsistent for him. That Raiders Christmas Day game, that happened. The team in the Super Bowl had that game happen to them. And they went into Baltimore yesterday, and they did something that, you know, I I think a lot of sports fans were thinking Mahomes is a dog. I'm kind of excited about it. But the gambling public did not indicate that. The gambling public was all over Baltimore. They moved to five-point favorites at kick. It got all the way to five. So, it's just a weird season of feeling like this dynasty might be put on pause a little bit. I still think getting to a conference title game extends it. But some just thinking, this is, it's going to be paused. Maybe we get a moment without Mahomes. Nope. A stellar lights-out defense. Maybe the, probably the best defense remaining in, in football. And Kelsey's going to transform into his old self. They're going to make enough plays in the first half and score enough points that they don't need to score any in the second half. It's just that simple for them. They were absolutely lights out. And what they did to Baltimore, they put Baltimore in hell yesterday. Yeah. And I want to talk a little bit about them. We'll get back into the Chiefs. Uh, Ask this question, get into in the final hour. Are you tired of the Chiefs? Have they reached that point? I got a lot of people in my life telling me no, but six straight years and six AFC title games and multiple Super Bowl appearances – I don't know about the GOAT stuff. We don't need to get into that. But this dude certainly has the resume where he is far and away, I think, ahead of all of these quarterbacks all time with what he has accomplished. Let's talk about Baltimore. What the hell is Baltimore doing yesterday? That seemed panicky. We'll talk about it next on The Fan. At the Vancouver Ford text line, 503-864-6326. I'm over people saying they're down when it's pretty much the same team the last five years minus one wide receiver. Their defense has gotten better. It's a fair point. It just felt like this year, my only my only response to that, that's a fair point, is one, that wide that one wide receiver is pretty massive. you got 1,800 receiving yards this year in Miami. The other thing is it just felt like I, collectively through the year, They were letting him down. I mean, outside of Kelsey, who were you confident in? MVS, I know MVS has had some big catches the last two weeks. MVS did not have a good year. There were expectations with him. That drop against Philly sticks in everybody's mind. Watson is okay as a backup tight end. But, you know, obviously he's not Travis Kelsey. Very few are going to be. So it's more just like I thought this year felt a little more fair uh, than others. But we also have a... um, uh, a, a P1 that says, I'm a, I'm a Chiefs fan. Uh, gamble only when I think they win. I've gambled all three games so far in the playoffs. This defense uh, is just different. And I think this is very reminiscent of Washington this year in college football, where somebody says the Chiefs had a Super Bowl game every week this year. From the Lions to start the season, which was a great game, to the eight primetime games in a game on a different day every week, usually on short rests. the Chiefs were more prepared for this game. No one believed And I loved every second of the doubt. And that's what's funny is, in my little bubble, tiny bubble, I'm telling you guys, it's not a big bubble. It was, Mahomes is a dog, question mark? Mahomes is a dog? But then we had Ken Barkley on last Thursday, Swag, and I know you were out. But I said that to Ken, and Ken was like, really? I feel like it's all Ravens, Ravens, Ravens. And I think you look at point spread stuff, you can maybe have that takeaway. But in my life, it was all Mahomes is going to be a dog and doubt it. Okay. Now, I, I went Ravens because I'm an idiot. And I was, hey, I like Chiefs. Okay, well, I'm bad. So just go against that. And that was the stupid idea. But it, it kind of felt like a lot of people in my life were excited about the Chiefs going on the road, the opportunity to bet on a Mahomes. But I certainly understand how this Baltimore team at different points, especially after San Francisco, they just looked far and away like the team. They had the look. They had the test, the eye test stuff, you know? And then I watched the game. What the hell was that? I don't know. You ready for a lukewarm slash hot take? More inexplicable or worse coaching was done in the Baltimore-Kansas City game than Detroit-San Francisco. Yeah. Losing a 17-point lead is devastation beyond devastation. Flat out getting your ass whooped? I think on Friday's show, we talked about this of what come Monday could you would you be surprised or not surprised about, right? Something along yeah. those lines. And mine was like Kansas City dominating Baltimore? Winning, okay. Dominating? I don't care what the numbers say statistically in the box score. We all watched the game. Kansas City blew them apart they completely annihilated their game plan and it's what's crazy to me swag is how quickly kansas city got baltimore to abandon their entire identity yeah how does that happen
0: that quickly they held uh, the Gus bus couldn't do anything it was stuck in the mud how
2: do we know that they ran six what six total times i know or 10 total, whatever that was combined. I'll look up the box score here in a second. Their running backs didn't have very many runs. It was mostly Lamar who ran. Yeah. What are you doing? If I tell you on Friday, Isaiah Pacheco is going to average 2.8 yards a carry, don't you kind of go, okay, That's I'm feeling, I'm feeling a little better about Baltimore now that I have that information. It didn't matter because Kansas City offensively knows what they are. They know what they can get away with. They know Mahomes can save them in certain moments, but they also know you got to have a little balance.
0: 16 rushes for 81 yards.
2: Total for the game, right? Total for the game. Now, what were what were the running backs total?
0: Gus Edwards 3 for 20.
2: So, it was 6 total.
0: Justice Hill 3 for 3.
2: Six carries from two running backs is And
0: then two of them were Zay Flowers on end arounds or whatever. Okay. The rest of it was Lamar. The rest
2: was Lamar. You what are you doing? You went down. They went down. What was it? It would have been – it was 17-7, but I really thought it was 14-7 because they got a kick at the half, right? I believe that's how that went. Um, it just – it to me, Baltimore – and I, I mean no disrespect to Kansas. Kansas City took that game. Yeah. Their defense won that Baltimore game.
0: Baltimore went down on their opening
2: drive and or their second drive. I think they both went three and out to start. And then – No, Kansas City opened the game with a tutty. Oh, Baltimore no. punted. And then it was Baltimore's second possession. Okay. They got that long touchdown pass right. to Zay Flowers. After that, Kansas City scored 10. And it just felt like Baltimore absolutely panicked and abandoned everything their identity was this year. They were the number one rushing team in the NFL. You ran it 16 times? Six total with your running backs? I, I, yeah. And that offense,
0: I mean, given what the offensive line was doing, I just, I could not believe how porous that offensive line was. Even when they stacked up in the jumbo package and they brought
2: Ricard in, they were just – they had no clue what Kansas City was doing. 24 carries for Pacheco on a 2.8 average. That's a team that says, we're going to manage this a little bit. Like, we're not just going to all out just have to pass it because we're not having the most success on early down run attempts. I – I don't know, man. I, I, um, Lamar was not good. Let me just say that no. as a big Lamar guy, and there's been a lot of me talking about Lamar this year, and some people don't like Lamar, and that's okay. That's fine. Wasn't good. Flat out, wasn't good. I just didn't get what Harbaugh was doing, what Monken was. I just run, try, like uh, they got completely away with their uh, away from their identity, and there was no stupider point for them than Zay Flowers doing the taunting thing and you can certainly feel the way about taunting in the national football league hey guys go bang your heads together but don't dare you point a finger at your opponent yeah i'm certainly down for the argument it was clear taunting by the rule it was
0: taunting it was egregious it was multiple
2: acts <laughs> spun it, the ball hit you him know on the no that that's gonna get a flag him. that gets a flag every time what are you doing and then like a, a play or two later the guy he taunted yeah. knocks the ball out at the one yard line in Kansas like that was it. That was the backbreaker. That was the game. Because if they score there, you, you know, momentum, all that, all that noise, but they didn't. And the defense for Kansas City. Well, stood also up. if
0: they score there, then that, that last interception, they don't have to force that ball. They can take a field
2: goal. They're in field goal range, so they can play yes. for the field goal to tie it and go to overtime. I wanna I wanna carry over something on John Harbaugh. I want to talk about John Harbaugh a little bit the lack of adjustments, I just thought that was egregious coaching. Doesn't mean Kansas City doesn't still win the game, but it's something to highlight of just that was about a poorest coaching performance as I think we've seen, what they didn't even try to do in that match. So we'll get to that, and then we'll pause. We'll do a quick hoops pause, and then we'll dive back into some of the Super Bowl matchup peekaboo, the Chiefs dynasty run here. It just continues. All of that is ahead. Dirt and spray back with more.
1: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra.
2: We'll pause some football just for one segment. Big weekend down at Corvallis for the men and women's teams. The Blazers have lost two games. One guy went for 40-1 and and then like 11 in the next at 8 in the fourth quarter. So we had 3 going into the fourth quarter. Uh, we'll get to that coming up and then we'll dive back in. We, we already had some responses to this question. Are you tired of the Chief thing? Um, this one, we had a Raider fan say, yeah, I'm definitely over this. Let me twist the knife a little more on in, in your back. I didn't know this until I read the King article this morning. Did you know the host stadium of the Super Bowl? So this year it is where? Las Vegas. Las Vegas, home of? The Raiders. Guess who gets the home locker room? (laughs) The Chiefs. (laughs) The host stadium team, that conference uh, team that goes into the stadium gets to have the home locker room. (laughs) So, yeah, not only is Kansas City whooping your ass every year in the division, they then get to use your locker room facilities. It's just great and delightful. I, I, I don't know, man. Like Kansas City is awesome this year. They're, I think they're a good story just because like a lot of us thought this might be it. They're a little vulnerable. Maybe they take a step back just for a year and then they'll regroup. I certainly didn't think Kansas City would go away. I just, I'm still puzzled by John Harbaugh. I think John Harbaugh is a good coach, but. I, it's been a while. It's it's going on a while here. He's got a Super Bowl, so you can certainly uh, laud that over everybody. I believe I saw the stat, two playoff wins in nine seasons. Two? Mm. I Sean McDermott has more than that in Buffalo. Yes. So, I, I'm not saying fire John Harbaugh. You, you were the number one no. team in the NFL. You looked the part. But I don't know how you allow like a team to come into your building and dictate the terms like that, that they got punched in the face repeatedly yesterday and they never adjusted to it. That one's, I think that
0: one's going to be pretty hard to swallow because the chiefs didn't run away from you. They weren't, they were right there. You could have come back. Yes. You know, and you had, you know, there were plays to be made and just, yeah, the fumble, the interceptions, I, I,
2: I don't know what was up. I really don't. Well, I I think what we know what was up is, like, the head coach doesn't coach offense. He doesn't coach defense. He's a special teams coordinator. It's his background yeah. certainly knows football. But I think it's fair to wonder, like, how involved is he in game planning? How involved is he? Like, because he was asked about his game plan, John Harbaugh. And, hey, how come you, you guys stopped running the football and you got away from it? And he basically says whatever they decide to do, he just rolls with. That's a that's a yeah. weird thing to say out loud, isn't it? Like do, when you imagine that coach even if his background is more defense than offense or vice do versa, you still have You got to be involved well, with you it. You got to back
0: your guys too. It's like, hey, they they took it away. They were stacking the box, come up with
2: something. They were just stacking the box and we were, you know. Well, I, I love me some Lamar, but 37 pass attempts is not I think the nec- like the no, what you want to be seeing, you want you definitely have to have more than sixteen rush attempts. The, the thing in Kansas City is that you can look at that as the reverse of Andy Reid, offensively based guy. Right, we know his pedigree. He doesn't have to worry about defense. Yeah, Spags has been doing that a long time. He beat the undefeated Patriots. He beat him again. He's won Super Bowls now in Kansas City. Like also weirdly uh, lucky in this way. He doesn't seem to want to be a head coach. He seems like he's okay just being a D coordinator. He, his whole didn't career. he try it? Well, I for, I
0: thought it was a, a head coach for like a season or two, and it didn't go so well. Well, yeah,
2: but well, I look that. Maybe
0: up. I'm misremembering him and somebody else. But. You you
2: might be right. I'll have to go look it up. But my point is, like, he's he's never a name you hear. Like, hey, Spags is finally ready to go out. Right? He's the Brent Venables yeah. to Dabo. I'm finally ready to go do my own thing. He seems pretty content with just being a kick-ass defensive coordinator. He was the Rams coach from 09 to 11. Yeah. Then he went to Baltimore as part of – he actually credits John Harbaugh's coaching staff for his kind of comeback there. Then he goes to New York. Uh, then he was the interim coach in 17 when they fired uh, – what was his nuts? Oh. Uh, the, the doofus. What was <laughs> yeah, his name? I can't remember. I think Dallas hired is an OC or something. What was that guy's name? He's the one that benched Eli. Yeah, I know. Blanket on his name. (laughs) And then he. after that, he went to Kansas City in 2019. They won the Super Bowl, beat the Niners in that game. He's stayed put ever since. He just seems very content being an assistant coach and a coordinator. And God bless him for identifying that. But Harbaugh in Baltimore. Joe Judge? No, it was the one before Joe Judge. Pat Shermer? Before, geez, the Giants are terrible. Before Shermer. That was Spagno. Oh, Ben McAdoo. McAdoo! (laughs) Oh, what a dweeb. Ben McAdoo, yeah, that's who I was thinking of. What a dweeb! And maybe it wasn't even McAdoo that he filled in for, but yeah, it was. It was okay. Yeah. So he was the interim for. So McAdoo was right after Coughlin. Yeah, that's right. And then McAdoo benched Eli. Oh man, McAdoo was such a dweeb. You, you could you you knew it the minute you saw him. Hey, that guy isn't winning in this league. Here is Lamar on just trying to build off of their loss.
3: Well, I'm not frustrated at all um, I'm, I'm angry about you know losing uh, we're a game away from the Super Bowl uh, we've been waiting all this time all these moments for an opportunity like this and we fell short um, but, but I feel like our team gonna, we're gonna, we gonna build you know this all season gonna get get right um, get better grind and try to be in this position again but on the other side of victory
2: here's the thing about it and it's not that they can't add a piece or two here and there and I am wondering how you get better you were already the best team in football this year in the regular season. You were the number one seed. You had everybody come to your building. You've got Zay Flowers. You still have I mean well, the question clearly is wasn't healthy.
0: How how many of the guys got injured? J.K. Dobbins and some other running backs. But that know? didn't
2: matter for them all year. Their running yeah. game, like their running attack didn't Dobbins can't stay healthy at all. He's been hurt basically every year yeah, of his career. This is a team that showed us I can we can run the football, whether with With Gus Bus or somebody else, and they just gave up on it. I, I'm still sitting here today, stunned. Like Detroit's comeback or Detroit's blown lead and Niners comeback is a huge deal. Everybody's going to talk a lot about that. I'm still sitting here going, I can't believe Baltimore looked that pathetic and just rolled over. More
0: concerned about them, Detroit. You still have a lot of. I mean, they still have a lot of young, young players. They relied a lot on rookies. Um. They did things that haven't been done forever in Detroit. So I think after you get over the sting of of the loss, I think they'll be confident about. I think it'll really fuel them. I think Dan Campbell will know how to use that that heartbreak that just gut punch to fuel them to let that not be the last chapter of their story. And
2: it's a fair point. Somebody says you get better by play calling in an AFC championship. Absolutely. And Munkin's coming back by all reports and you should, you should run it all back. I, But are you going to turtle the minute you go down 10 or seven next time like that? I just wasn't accustomed to seeing Baltimore do that I completely abandon a game plan and who your or what your identity was all year, the way that they did and, you know, clean up mistakes. And that's the other thing it, how many penalties? They they just were undisciplined. Yep. They broke away from their identity. Just all the credit to Kansas City because they did something to break that team, whether defensive no, guys or offensive hand. guys.
0: Yeah, they certainly forced their hand uh, to – but they didn't have anything else to go. I mean, that was the thing. They tried to go do something else, but they didn't have a something else. Their, their identity is so based around running Mm -hmm. the football, being physical and tough Lamar Jackson, then as the wild card. And then once we drive everybody up, then we hit, we hit our receivers. We try to hitch for the big play.
2: Well, and somebody says, you know, Lamar, unfortunately he's, he's going to develop, he's has a reputation. And I would argue he had that going into the playoffs, even though he didn't have that many playoff games under his belt yeah, one seed losing at home and losing in dominant fashion like that. Absolutely, there's going to be a lot of. Can you win the big game with Lamar? I'll I'll say this because I'm I'm still all in on Lamar. I put up a poll question early last week, like it's the most predictable thing that all the national shows. Can you win? Can you do it? I will still take Lamar all day. What I would say to that though is, how many Mahomes do you have in the league? Josh Allen can't win the big game. Joe Burrow hasn't won the big game. He can't stay healthy. Lamar hasn't won the – like, you're only going to find one of these, it seems like. Mahomes seems to kind of be the outlier to all of this. We we get out of the Brady 20-year run, welcome into the Mahomes 20-year run. It just it, it feels like it's all an inevitable thing where it's going to – we're going to have 40 years in our lives, it feels like, of just seeing two guys dominate and win all of the championships most of the time. And yeah, you have some years where, yeah, Brady didn't win 20 titles. Those are the years you got to capitalize. And this kind of felt like one of those years for a team. And Kansas City's defense got better and said, nah, eh, hold our beer. We're gonna, we're gonna go with Patrick. We're gonna go back to the Super Bowl with our great defensive coordinator. So there's what quarterback are you not asking that question about? Can you name one outside of Mahomes? Mm, that's why I think the conversation's kind of ridiculous it's like it's not that it shouldn't be a thing at all like Lamar didn't play good but when you say these things about quarterbacks you only have one quarterback in the entire league that you go not worried about it everybody else you're like is he going to throw the turnover is he going to play well is the play calling going to be right for all of them all of them and that's the difference we'll put a pause on some NFL and some football talk Uh, get to some hoops, some hoops action that's happened over the weekend, and then we'll dive back in. Are you tired of the Chief Dynasty already, or are you appreciating the test week in and week out and the greatness that you're seeing with that organization? We'll get to all that next. Dirt and Sprague on the fan. Are you tired of the Chief Dynasty already? We'll get into that on the top of the hour. Had some hoops action over the weekend. Yeah, the men and women's basketball teams at Oregon State with a nice little sweep. Yeah, Oregon State had a great weekend. The Lady Beavers are on fire right now. They beat Colorado, the number three team in the land, and then they beat Utah. Well, the Pac-12 for women's basketball, don't they have like five or six teams
0: ranked? It's a really good conference in women's really teams. It's a really good conference. U.S. Uh, UCLA is loaded. Stanford's loaded. So, yeah, Oregon State playing their way into the... Uh, playing their way into the top 25, and then uh, Portland's going to host the West Regional of the Women's Tournament this year.
2: I am looking forward to that. I I, um, I went to the last one we had. Anescu uh, was playing yeah. in it, and uh, my daughter had a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to going to uh, one or two of those games. But yeah, Oregon State women's basketball is in fuego, easily a top 25 program. Scott Rook's got that thing humming again. He's got a good mix of experienced players, and also he's got a, a freshman here uh, Hunter, She's pretty amazing. And so they, they sweep top 25 foes at home. Oregon State men, they beat Arizona on the Jordan Pope, Pope walk-off. That was an amazing game. I, I was watching that
0: on my phone on the bus coming back from the Pilots game on the road, and I, I- – Couldn't believe what was
2: going on. I made I made fun of you Friday morning on the show because I'm like he literally texted at 10:30 at night. Hey, did you watch the game? Like, no, I'm asleep. What are we doing? I thought word might have got to you before you got in. Is like, hey, they're they're they might pull this off. These 8 p.m. tips are stupid. They can burn in hell. I I want nothing to do with an 8 p.m. tip. I'm I'm just telling you honestly. I'm probably watching the first half or some of the first half. I'm not staying up for the second half of those games. It's too late for me, but they beat Arizona. And then on Friday, I was heard saying, "Yeah, take Arizona State." They mopped the floor of the Arizona State. Arizona State played like dog do. Yep. Uh, and now Oregon State with th- with that two game winning streak swag. Oregon State is it. now three and six in conference, there second to last it. team in the conference. Something about that team when they win a game or two, it just people yeah, start know. feeling like it's something that it it isn't. And I'm I'm not. I'm not ready to act like this team's going to go on a big long winning streak here. I don't know, if eleven and nine and a three and six. We'll see. They're record. on
0: the road now. Can they transfer that sort of concentration, intensity, energy to the road because they go to UCLA and USC and UCLA is having one of their worst seasons in a long time. Yeah, and
2: USC is worse than them. So if you're going to win yeah. some games, this is kind of the road trip to do it. We'll wait and see. Uh, Oregon State women, I have more confidence in. Arizona, Oregon locked into a battle. Interesting one on this one. I saw this one from uh, Matt Prem. Okay. Is it Prem or is it Prem? I don't know. Uh, He covers the Oregon Ducks. And he basically went on a long rant calling out Oregon's marketing department at the in-game experience. I guess they had a lot of flubs uh, with how they handled the game day operations. Huh. But they ended up losing to Arizona, so they split the Arizona schools. Arizona gets a much-needed win and now is in first place because of the tiebreaker with Oregon. So some college hoops action happened this weekend.
0: Uh, Yeah, nationally there was some interesting stuff. Uh, Iowa State uh, is starting to be one of those teams that they beat Kansas.
2: Yeah, I saw that. Did you see the backdoor cover, by the way?
0: Yes. Brutal. That's brutal.
2: There was some sap in a Vegas book (laughs) screaming curses at Kansas for shooting that three to close at four. It was a a four-and-a-half-point spread. Iowa State with the free throws was up I think they seven. Were up six or seven. Oh, he hit a three. He yeah. hit a three. So they're up seven. So it's Kansas plus four and a half. Iowa State minus four and a half. Kansas doesn't need to shoot, but they come down. They hit a three. They lose by four. And so the four and a half ticket loses. I just thought there's a guy cursing somebody in Vegas on that. And the Blazers had two games go on this week, and they have a game tonight. We'll get to that at the end of the show. Uh they lost to Wimby in the Spurs. Ant went for 16. They followed that up by losing at home to Chicago. Yeah, they
0: couldn't shoot at all last night. Six for 33 from three-point range. No,
2: but Ant had 11. I text with a local scribe, and we text about, like, hey, who would you pick if you're doing the Scoot Ant thing? And one of my things on Ant was, I like Ant. I can see the ceiling of Ant, certainly saying he's not there yet. But I also don't like watching him go randomly for 40 points and then following it up for, like, 16 the next game. And he went and did that, like, in the next two games after we did that text. He had three points going into the fourth quarter. And something to keep an eye on is the managing of young guys. Now, Shea obviously has been out with the abdomen injury. Scoot, who's not been very good. We've noted that. Uh, Dwap. Uh, Tumani Tumani played three minutes last night, three. Now somebody said, "Why would he only play three? I, my only response is, "His offense really sucks," and that's a fair thing to say. Three seems like a pretty stupid number to have. Uh, and Scoot playing twenty two, like Brogdon put thirty eight in, so Brogdon played more minutes than Scoot Tumani. Yeah, and almost like like to get to that point where you severely outplay. Well, there's, there's the
0: first question: is is okay? Is that all Chauncey? Because there's it's definitely of, all
2: Chauncey, huh? It's all Chauncey.
0: Well, part of me is wondering: okay, are we are they showcasing guys now with the trade deadline? You don't need to
2: up? showcase like that's. I hate that. Like, I, I don't. Say I don't I know. Well, that, that's what first. do you need to showcase? Malcolm Brogdon. He won Sixth Man of the Year yeah. a year ago. He was really good in Indiana. He's been really good for Portland. What are we showcasing? Hey, this is a good player. Come trade for him. I don't know. You played an entire experienced lineup last—well, Jabari's kind of the outlier in it, but you closed with Ant, Malcolm, Teese, Jeremy, and Aiton. So, like, you put a pretty experienced lineup on the court. I don't care what their ages are. All of those dudes have tons of experience. You still lost to Chicago. Yeah. So— What are we doing? Are we playing for the wins? Because we can't win when we're playing for the wins. Why would you be playing for wins at this point? I don't know. I, that's why I put the poll question <laughs> up. Are you happy with other managing the young guys? Yes. Or it's hit and miss or no at Dirt and Sprague. And hit and miss is the winner of this so far. No is in second place. I don't know. I uh, Everybody. I, what, I, I you play I, young guys, it looks too bad. You lose by 40. Hurts growth. Does it? No. What happens next year? Well, we lost by 40 last year. We didn't grow because of it. No.
0: Is that a thing? Losing by 40 doesn't help anybody anywhere at any time.
2: No, but
0: like also this like now, referendum a veteran, on their entire careers yeah. going forward if they now, lose. Now, a veteran
2: games. team can, you
0: know, just move on from it. Say, well, that's a pretty
2: veteran lineup to close the game with. Yeah. And it looked I, pretty. Eh. I'm with dirt at this point. Just play the young guys. I just play the young guys. Well, I'm worried about Shay's abdomen injury. That's been a weird little thing. It feels Dame-esque. Like, they're they're just delaying the announcement, you know? That's kind of what it feels like. I have to check the uh, the old tea leaves to see if there's more reporting on that, but that's kind of what it feels like right now is they're just delaying the inevitable out the rest of the year with an abdomen strain. That's kind of the feel, but again, maybe he'll be back in their game tonight. I, I, I have no real read on the situation, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah. Well, it'll be... Not much, not too much else going on this evening around the world of sports. Certainly locally. So,
2: I don't know if people are going to watch this game. I, me, even talking about it, I'm like in the was back Embiid of my brain. Was Embiid going to play? That was
0: one of my favorite. The NBA. only
2: reason to watch the game is to see yeah. him play.
0: That was one of my favorite things from the NBA over the weekend. Was Nuggets fans chain <laughs> "Where's Embiid at"? Well, Fourth straight year he hasn't played the Denver game
2: in Denver. I want to see that finals. Like, if you're giving me a finals pick, I yeah. want to see Denver Sixers because I want to see him. But, yeah, when they come to Philly, he plays. When they go to Denver, he he seemingly always sits. What's with that? I don't know. Stop there, being a coward. Somebody – there needs to be an investigation. There does need to be an investigation. We used to get great big matchups. Robinson and Shaq, Olajuwon and Ewing, like – Give me my bigs matchup. Stop taking that away from me. Are you tired with the Chiefs' dominance? Vancouver Ford text lines 503 6326 A little bit of a peekaboo. And, oh, I didn't know this was so impossible. Loaded final hour, dirt and spraying on 1080 The Fan.
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.